Hello, 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 podcast listeners. Welcome to another edition of PWC Connections, the podcast. Let's get connected. We're back in the bucket for another episode, and this time we've got a very interesting topic. We're going to show some appreciation, and I think after you hear from these guys, you'll have a lot more appreciation for what they do. But for those who don't know who this strange voice is talking to them, my name is Lamont Henson, and I'm an associate in the Communications and Community Relations Department here at Fayetteville's hometown utility, PwC, and joining me is none other than my colleague, Ms. Alexi Hasapis. What's going on, Alexi? Hey, Lamont. I'm super excited. I can tell you got on your pirate shirt today. <laughs> That's right. <Arr. laughs> See, people can't see that. It's theater of the mind. <laughs> so they don't know what color it is. They don't know what logo is on there. I love it. All right. So today we're going to be talking about wastewater appreciation. And for those who don't know that wastewater, we're talking about sewer. Uh, and we have two gentlemen who are able to join us. But before we get into that, uh, so often, especially with PwC, our electric linemen or those who work in electric construction are recognized. And then sometimes it carries over to those who work in water resources. However, we provide three services to Fayetteville, and that is electric water and wastewater sewer service. And so often they get the stinky side of things, pun intended. <laughs> and from now on, you know, we're trying to highlight these guys, too. I mean, they might should be at the forefront when you consider all the things that they do for our customers, for our community and the overall environment. So joining us today, we have Thomas Urbanic. He is a water resource mechanism field supervisor. Man, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that. How you doing today? It's I, Friday. I'm doing good, man. Thank goodness it's Friday. Yeah, yes. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. And also joining us, we got Carnell Barrett. He's a project coordinator on that side. What's going on, Carnell? Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? Great. Relax, man. I, I'm relaxed, man. I'm relaxed. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. All right. So let's talk to you guys. Get to know you. Let our audience get to know you. Thomas, how long have you been with PwC? And I think I said the wrong title. It's Water Resources Mechanical Field Supervisor. Yeah, correct. All right. What does that encompass? And uh, kind of tell us what you do. Well, I've been with PwC for a little over 12 years. Um, started out as a mechanical technician in the central department. Became the facility coordinator at um, the Rockfish Creek Water Reclamation Facility. And then uh, became the mechanical field supervisor uh, for facilities maintenance. I've got 12 direct reports and we are responsible for all the mechanical preventative maintenance uh, repairs at the two wastewater or yeah, water reclamation facilities or sewer treatment plants, 79 lift stations, wow. our new uh, Rockfish Creek base and peak flow facility, which helps us deal with uh, I and I issues uh, whenever they happen on in that collection basin. So there's a lot of equipment, a lot of time, um, a lot of repairs, a lot of preventative maintenance to keep all that sewer flowing in the right direction and keep it off the ground. Yeah. And Carnell, as a, a project coordinator, uh, how long have you been with PwC? And kind of tell us about your journey as well. Well, I've been with PwC now, going on five and a half years, and my job entitled. I try to keep the guy, I got a group of guys that work with up under Thomas supervision, and we try to maintain the plants and keep all the equipment going on correctly at the plants, stack the machinery and pumps and stuff. 
I started off as a mechanical tech, and after a few years, I moved up to senior mechanic, and then I was lucky enough to get this spot as project coordinator. Two gentlemen on the rise, so that means y'all doing the right thing. What do you think you appreciate most about the job? Um, think I the thing I appreciate the most is the camaraderie and support of the guys I work with. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know right. our job is not a pleasant job. It's not a clean job. We're not sitting behind a desk. Uh, we're in the heat, in the cold, in the rain, in the storms, in the hurricanes. Um, when all that stuff happens, we have to respond. Um, we got to keep the sewer flowing in the right direction. We got to keep the pumps running. You know, if we lose power at a plant or at one of the lift stations, the plants have generators. We got to make sure they're running, they're started to provide power to the treatment plants. We have three generators mounted on three trucks. And if we lose power at lift stations, those guys are driving around in the storm, powering up lift stations, pumping them down and moving on to the next one. They're rolling. Um, just like the sewer keeps rolling, we got to keep rolling. We can't stop. Hmm. So the the support and understanding and appreciation that the guys have for their job, for what they do, that that's the best thing. That that's what I appreciate the most and enjoy the most. Man, that's solid. What about you, Carnell? Yes, um, like right now on a, we're working on some screw pumps at Cross Creek, and it is at the beginning of the wastewater plant treatment because it is like you say it's dirty nasty and we have to go down in there and maintain this like a lower bearing that's on the screw pumps and now we are working on one to be replaced because it was damaged and next it it is dirty it's dangerous we see nails we see needles all kind of crazy stuff you wouldn't imagine would be in the, the sewer system so, so speak to that uh i don't think the general public perhaps they don't grasp how important your role is in the health and safety and well-being of the community. And Thomas was saying that even if power goes down, those lift stations still had to keep running and those those water treatment facilities still have to keep running because it's a 24-7 job and you, you're keeping people safe from these waterborne diseases, yes, potentially. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. And it's like, you know, people don't realize the stuff that they put in those the toilet that comes through the wastewater system, we have to deal with it on a daily basis. I mean, it might be out of sight, out of mind to them, but on the tail end, we as mechanics, we have to come in contact with it, whatever they put in that sewer system. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the regulations uh, for operations with your with the reclamation facilities and things that are helpful to prevent contamination? Well, you know, you've got the EPA regs that we have to meet. We have North Carolina state regs that we have to meet. Um, there's um, all sorts of limits on um, chemicals and uh, phosphorus and, you know, all that stuff that that the treatment plants have to meet before they can release the, the water back into the river. And um, that's important for the neighbors to our, to our community. The neighbors above us um, on the Cape Fear River, they discharge back into the Cape Fear River. We pull from that river, treat the water for drinking water, then we treat the waste, and then we put it back into the river, and the neighbors below us pull from the river 
for their drinking water. So it's important that everybody along that, that water supply does their part. That includes customers. That includes industrial customers. Um, you know, that includes PwC, the treatment plant operators, us as mechanics. It's across the board. Everybody has to do their part. You know, I was doing some reading a while back about the uh, Middle Ages and even before that, um, you know, how the Romans and a lot of the early civilizations had sewer systems. They had them for a reason. They understood how important it was to get waste away from the human population. Uh, not sure exactly what happened between the Roman times and medieval times, but in medieval times, the sewers were looked down upon and they were thought of as an evil thing. So they stopped building them. And that's where the term piss pot and all that came from, because that's exactly what it was. I thought you were going to say that's where medieval came from. (laughs) (laughs) That too. (laughs) I think I could come up with a better term than medieval. But, you know, and even, you know, in those days, where did their waste go? Straight out the window and in the street. All the lot of terms that people use in these days were actual things that happened in those days. Um, so I don't want to see society fall back into that. Um, and the, you know, the, the plagues and all that stuff, you know, the, the rats were responsible for the plagues, but there was a lot of plagues that were caused by human waste because all it did was they threw it in the streets, the rain washed it into the rivers and into wells. And where did people get their drinking water from? Mm-hmm. It's a cycle. It wasn't so, being treated. Yeah, it wasn't treated. They just pull it. And and the same thing, you know, animals out in nature use, uh, you know, they produce waste out in nature. Um, you look at places, you know, I've traveled the world a lot as a contractor and being in the military. I've seen third world countries. I've been to them. I've worked in them. Um, and I have a huge appreciation. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about this is because I've seen what, we could be living like. I think people in the United States as a whole take it for granted because they haven't been exposed to it. Um, you know, they take for granted, they, they turn their faucet on, they're going to have clean water come out. Right. And they take for granted when they flush the toilet that that waste is going to go away and they don't think about it no more until it backs up in the house or they have a leak in the yard or, you know, and it's, uh, people just have to realize that it's, can't take it for granted because anything can happen, especially when you abuse the sewer collection system. And that's what's happening in these days. It's being abused. Yes. Absolutely. The wrong things down the drains, the grease, the wipes, needles, um, condoms, tampon applicators, all that. It's the wrong, it doesn't belong in the sewer collection system. Wasn't designed to handle that. It was designed to handle feces, urine, water, the you three P's. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet paper, not even paper towels. <laughs> yes. No I've paper never towels. understood the paper towel thing. Who's who's flushing paper towels? Why are you flushing paper towels? Uh, you, may, you may run out of paper. Toilet paper. I mean, yes. but come on. I'm not even thinking. I'm not even thinking that far ahead. They're cleaning their toilet. They wipe it, spray oh. it with uh, cleaner, it, wipe the toilet seat. Would never occur to me down, to do such drop things. Drop the thing in the toilet and flush. Hmm. Yeah. That simple. Interesting. Well, you bring up a good point. I think sometimes we don't, we take for granted water and wastewater because Mm -hmm. when we flush the toilet, 
things go away, we don't have to see it like you brought up. Same thing with water in general. It goes down the drain. We don't see it. But because y'all are doing such a good job, we don't talk about it very often because we don't have problems. And you talk about things when there's a problem. So kudos to everyone here that is doing a great job. One of the confusion pieces that I think a lot of people, you know, maybe don't understand, and I really didn't understand until I got here, was that wastewater and drinking water are connected, like you just said. Someone puts water in the river that they've used, we take it, we treat it, someone uses it, you flush a toilet, you have a drain, it goes back, cycle, 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 right? So we we want to appreciate y'all separately because we get it in the utility industry, but I think other people don't understand just the kind of hard work 24 hours a day that you have to do so that we don't have to complain so that we when we do flush a toilet it does go away but one of the other points of confusion is wastewater and stormwater you want to explain a little bit the difference between the two and how we're not responsible for stormwater however it's all closely tied together right so your stormwater collection mm-hmm. system you've got your storm drains along the side of your streets uh, some bigger municipalities that have been around since um, the United States started, it was all tied together. Um, you know, they didn't have enough forethought or cost or whatever to separate the two. Um, but stormwater is your, your rain runoff from your yards and your streets. It goes in the storm drain. And then the stormwater goes into the um, your wetland basins, your creeks, your rivers, uh, your swampy areas and stuff around Fayetteville. I mean, we have drainage ditches and creeks and and Cape Fear River, you know, running right through Fayetteville. So all that stormwater runoff goes into those um, basins. And then guess where those, guess what those basins turn into for us? That's our drinking water source. Right. So all that stuff that the trash, uh, dumping your used oil, your chemicals, whatever, down a storm drain, or even just digging a hole in the yard. And, you know, I've known quite a few people that dump used oil in a hole in the yard. That makes it into our drinking water. Mm-hmm. That has to be removed from the drinking water. Some of that stuff, you know, it takes a lot of mechanical and chemical treatment to remove it. And that is very expensive yes. equipment. Um, you're talking things like reverse osmosis. Um, nano filtration technology, that stuff is expensive to operate um, and expensive to maintain. And um, if people would do the right thing and dispose of stuff properly, then we wouldn't ha- we wouldn't be talking about this kind of stuff right now. And then, of course, your sewer collection system, you don't want your stormwater water um, getting into your sewer collection system. We call it INI, inflow and infiltration that overwhelms the sewer collection system. Um, and then so all your pumps, all your mechanical equipment, your pipes become full. We have we'll what we call trouble. SSO, sanitary sewer overflows. Um, you know, it I, I wanted reduced. to go there. So when there is a, a restoration situation, whether it's something by nature or man-made, cause we've, we see a, a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? If there's a main break, that's fresh. Uh, something with like this, the SSOs, or even if it's a flooding situation, mm-hmm. and you're talking about it getting into our sewer system, yes, it overwhelms like the lift stations. That's where you start to get your high flows, and you have to call in the generators and uh, back trucks and stuff to try to keep from having an SSO because it uh, pumps to get overwhelmed and they can't handle that much water coming in at one time. So that's when everything goes the wrong direction and sometimes comes up 
yeah, it goes up instead of along with the pipes, right. basically. So when we have fat burg alerts on our social media and when we show you all these wipes all over the ground near a manhole, that's what we're talking about. Yep. And, and so the listener, especially anyone local, can get a better understanding. How often do you think you respond to SSOs? I say within a week or maybe within a month. Um, that's more um, water resources, constructions guys, Marty too, and his team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we respond to prevent them. Yes. So when there's, and there's certain areas of the collection system um, and certain customers that um, need some improvements. Um, so we spend a lot more time dealing with those particular areas and we've identified those areas. So we know if we got, like yesterday, we had the storms coming in. Mm -hmm. Now, every the, my, the two project coordinators that report to me, they had their guys lined up for work. And when I came in in the morning, I was um, listening to the weather on the way in. I came in and I changed up their whole plan. I changed up their whole work day just so that we would be prepared to respond yes. if the storms were as bad as they were saying they potentially could be. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I'm always monitoring the weather, um, you know, and then you have your pop up storms. So we have to be able to drop what we're doing in an instant to respond to prevent those SSOs from happening. Um, you know, we have a good working relationship with the VAT truck crews. Um, we, and, uh, some outside vendors too, that have VAT trucks so that if we need help, we can call them and they're there. Just, it's all that costs money. It costs time, a lot of overtime. Um, but it, it's all to prevent one thing might, the number one thing on my book that my team is responsible for is to prevent an SSO. Everything we do is to keep that sewer in the collection yeah, system. When we, go, when we go out like that, our ultimate goal is to keep the sewer in the pipes. Keep yeah. it moving. Yes. In the thick the of it. No. <laughs> if, if there is an SSO, then you're talking a lot of money mm -hmm. for cleanup, uh, contractors for cleanup, depending on the size potential fines mm -hmm. it's dangerous it's, it, it is dangerous right. yeah. health wise it's very mm -hmm. dangerous um these guys are out there exposed to all that the public can be exposed to it you know um so it's um it's uh important to keep the grease and the wipes and all the non-flushable items the things you're not supposed to put in in the sewer collection system it's important that people do that Absolutely. And if, you, if you've been shopping lately and you're buying makeup wipes or you're buying other things, you're now seeing the do not flush on a lot of things. So, you know, I have to flip them all over because, you know, I'm real excited and I always send pictures to the group like, hey, look, this says this. You know, it's been really an interesting process learning about all of these, you know, the SSOs, the collection system in general. But we talk a lot about residential people and what we need to be doing. But if I work in a restaurant, and I have this idea that I'm just going to throw something in the floor drain or whatever. I have this idea. Maybe it's going to a grease trap. Maybe it's going somewhere special. But what really happens when you have restaurant row or, I don't know, near the hospital or nursing homes and things like that? Are those not also potential issues? Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they can be big issues. That's like, by you speaking of that, about the stuff that come through the pipes, it's like a little more than just wipes and tissue and stuff. We have seen... Me at first hand being down there at the screw pumps, we have seen knives, forks, jewelry, watches, t-shirts. We have I have went to a lift station and we had a towel wrapped up around the pumps. Wow. Bath towels, robes. You wouldn't believe the stuff that people put in the sewer system. 
I don't, how do you even get it in there? I don't feel like my toilet would take it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it really is that flush it and forget yeah. it type yes. mentality. If, mm-hmm. it, if it'll go down I the pipe, it. it's yeah. gone. The first time when I went and I saw, we pulled a pump. And I'm not going to say where it was at, but <laughs> it was a towel wrapped up around the impeller in the pump. That's hmm. crazy. And I was like, mm-hmm. how? Mm-hmm. Right. And if you've never seen those big screw pumps, they're not little. They're ginormous at Cross Creek and right those yep, big yeah. ones like yeah. it's pretty impressive if you've never seen that whole operation i always felt like wow well, the, the ones at rockfish 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 <laughs> are six feet in diameter and 65 feet long yeah. wow they're huge yep. and, and, and actually it's not only any other stuff and another thing that's bad on the screw pumps are q-tips hmm. they mess they're, up the seals they're, they're bad on any yeah, pump yeah, any kind of seal that's crazy they they something, something that simple and yeah. small thomas yeah, told me about that too and i was like i would have never thought people flush those but i can see it's close yeah. you're in the bathroom right you know even cotton balls cotton balls mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I would I never would. put that maybe my mom just scared me while i was a little kid but she basically told us well, never to flush anything you know i'm glad you brought that up because it's been a, a mindset change that's part of the problem um you know i was raised um wipe your plate off you know with a towel mm-hmm. or whatever and throw it in the garbage take your scraps and, and wipe them into the garbage wipe your pour your grease into it we used to have coffee cans in yes. the kitchen mm-hmm. and you got done cooking and it cooled off you dump the grease in the coffee can or butter container or whatever mm-hmm. and you wipe it out with a paper towel and you put it all in that coffee can when the mm-hmm. coffee can got full you threw it in the garbage and mm-hmm. got another one mm-hmm. um but that mindset has pulled a 180 um, and that is a huge problem for the mm-hmm. utility industry across mm-hmm. the board, I believe. Um, well, yeah. And dishwasher manufacturers are telling you, you don't have to clean your plates anymore. You just right, throw them in the dishwasher. Right. No, wipe them off. I, every then I, put them in. Every time I see one of them pod commercials for the yeah. dishwasher, it just irritates me because yep. I'm like, man, we all stop, please. Um, garbage disposals. Jump mm-hmm. in here, Carter. What you got? I, I guess, you know, like you was talking about the grease in the coffee cans. I guess now this, this generation here now is saying like, it take too much time to take the grease and put it in the coffee can. Mm-hmm. It's more easier. The sink is here. Just drop it in yeah. the sink mm-hmm. and it's gone. Out of sight, out of mind. You don't and even it, need a coffee liquid. can. Yes. You, we it, have fat trappers. <laughs> and while we'll the grease is still hot, you're figuring it's a liquid just yeah, like the water or maybe I'll pour it. I've heard people say, well, I poured the grease down the drain, but I poured some hot water or yep. I let some hot water run so it'll go all the way down. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize how far it has to go and that eventually it's going to cool and eventually it's going to become a solid. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I had a firsthand experience about it. You know when you cook spaghetti. Okay. And you got your hamburger meat, cook your hamburger meat, and you got to drain it. I put my drain. Now, are you using I, beef I put, or are you using turkey meat? I'm using beef. <laughs> I'm asking too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Anyway, I put the strainer in the sink and I put my hamburger meat in there. And I pulled it, the grease it, the hamburger, and when it went through and it sealed, later on I went to turn my sink on, and it was stopped up. And I, what, what happened? And at that time, I picked it up, pulled the pop out, and all that grease that came from the hamburger meat, when it went in there and hit that cold water in the trap, it was a solid thing of grease in my mm. pipes. So I knew that then not, not to put that down the You sink. learned the hard way. Yeah, I learned the hard way. Before it got to Thomas. <laughs> And I think that's what it really kind of boils down to. We can really show our appreciation, meaning us, the community at large, by doing some things that makes the job easier. That cease the grease is it, it rhymes, it's catchy, mm-hmm. but it's also said for a reason. It's important. So, yeah, same thing with keep wipes out of the pipes. Uh, just listening to some of the things you guys say you find in the collection, 
I can kind of imagine some people just dropping it in the toilet, uh, the the cotton ball, mm-hmm. the, the Q-tip, uh, even the condom thing, to be honest with you. But I think it does take a re-education. And even with wipes, you, you're figuring, well, I don't want to put this stinky wipe in my trash can. I may not take the trash can out right away. Uh, it's easier to just flush it and it's gone. But I think it does take us having conversations mm-hmm. like this and getting people a, a better understanding. And I've, I've never understood how um, these kind of conversations about sewer and about the human body's natural functions has become so taboo. Mm. It is what it is. Yeah. We're all using the bathroom. Mm-hmm. We all sweat. We all take showers. <laughs> yes. You know, we all get dirty working out in the yard or whatever. So why has it become so taboo? It is what it is. There's some women out here who say they don't poo. They still say they don't poo. <laughs> <laughs> or pass gas. So I don't, I don't know, Thomas. Kind of Please, what is the secret? <laughs> Listen, just flush the three peas. Everything else goes in the trash can. Don't forget Thomas and Carnell. We don't want to make your job any harder than it already is. And we will appreciate right? it. And some, one more thing I wanted to add to Lexi is, you know, we're talking about all of this and, and all that. But you know what? Everybody, um, I see a lot of, uh, I read Nextdoor, the Nextdoor app. I look on there a lot. And everybody's always complaining about their bills and this, that, and the other and what they're paying. But if you quit putting stuff down the sewer that you didn't have to put, then we wouldn't have to operate the way we have to operate, which runs up our expenses yeah, too. Yeah, costs go up. Yeah, I do think people think drinking water and wastewater should be free. I see that a lot. But when you think about everything that goes into it, you Mm -hmm. really have to consider how hard that is to treat that water. And we have to be good neighbors, like you said, to the people downstream from us. So, Mm -hmm. And to make sure there's no SSOs. Nobody wants to walk out in your front yard and have sewage in the front yard. All right. So we're all in this together. Take a minute and educate yourself. Do some reading. Watch some videos and get an understanding of what has to happen to provide clean drinking water and and clean the wastewater so that we can discharge it back into the river. Before we wrap up this conversation, I wanted to give both of you an opportunity to kind of shout out your colleagues, your staff, people that you work with. This is about wastewater worker appreciation. So if there's anybody that you want to shout out, crews you want to shout out, please take this opportunity now. Yes, I want to get, like to give a big applause to my group. And um, I'm going to start with my senior, which is Grady Moore. He's a very, uh, how can you say it? He has contributed a lot to the team. He's a good leader, and the guys follow up behind him well. And, they, you know, it's he works very hard, Grady. And then you have Johnny, Jerry, and Brandon Schaefer. There's, I have a pretty good team that I work with. Those are guys are, are great, and um, they would – get up and they do it anything we would ask of them no complaints you know they work tirelessly and their job is to keep things going and they do the best they can at it thomas well um you know got to show appreciation to carnell and all the guys that he just mentioned plus scott um who's the project coordinator for the lift station side and you got uh scott t lafaga robert kulik um Wesley Tanner, William Gates, Brandon White, Derek Brinkerhoff, and Tyler uh, what's, Tyler uh, Jacobs. Jacobs. Um, all those guys are mechanical techs, senior and project coordinator for the lift stations. Um, they work hard every day, no matter what's going on with the weather, um, what's going on um, in the system. 
Um, got to give a shout out to the VAT truck guys and the crews that um, come out there and support us when we have heavy rain events, when we have mechanical uh, problems with the pumps at the lift stations uh, that we can't fix quickly enough to, you know, where we need some support from them to keep the, the wet well levels down. Got to give a shout out to Marty Two and Tim Ramsey for all the support they provide with the sewer crew guys. Um, all the guys in water construction, whether they work on the water or the sewer side, you know, those guys uh, work hard and making repairs and um, keeping everything flowing in the right direction, keeping everything in the pipes. You got uh, Slim, Kevin Hawley, John Juno. I work with those two a lot. And then, you know, you can't leave out upper management. You know, my direct supervisor, Tracy Dowd, my manager, Jason Green, uh, Misty Manning is a big supporter. Um, Chris Rainey is a big supporter. Uh, Mick Nolan's a big supporter. And then we'll see how the new CEO goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was really interesting that we celebrated with 209 people that directly somehow touch wastewater operations from oh. the lab to engineering to all the construction guys and a girl and all of y'all and everybody involved. I don't think people know how big of an operation it is just to keep everything flowing in the right direction and Thank you for letting us to continue to flush things. <laughs> well said. Salute to both of y'all for going, going, giving shout outs and going at it with names. That's so tough. You always, you <laughs> tend to forget somebody. There's one that I, I cannot forget because she'd be very mad at me. And that's Cammie Hall. Oh, yes. Our yes. reporter clerk over there. She does a tremendous amount of stuff for us. For sure. Um, and then engineering staff as well. Mm -hmm. So Vance and John Allen and Tiffany, uh, I believe her last name is Falk. Um, all those, all those people up there. It's, it's a team effort. It takes everybody doing their part to do what we do. Need to give a shout out to the IEC group within the department. We got Wynn Jenkins, Bobby Jones, Paul Bridgman, Austin Smith, Brandon West, and Mark Cummins. Well, definitely want to say thank you, and we're trying to move forward. We're having the first Wednesday in August, always recognized as Wastewater Appreciation Day. Thank y'all for joining us for this episode. Lexi, thank you for being my co-host. Thank, thank our audience for listening. Catch us on the next episode. Mm -hmm.